hello again, Memphis, and welcome to Storyboard 30. Storyboard 30 is taken right out of the pages of Storyboard Memphis, the nonprofit publication that brings you in-depth storytelling focusing on our local arts, community, and culture. And I'm your host, Mark Fleischer. My guest today is Marcus Cox. Marcus is the Director of Community Relations for Playhouse on the Square. And for this Playhouse season, he is also making his directorial debut, directing the show Who's Holiday?, which runs through December 22nd in the Memphian Room in the Circuit Playhouse space at 51 South Cooper. For today's show, we are once again on location, sitting down with Marcus in the Cafe of Playhouse on the Square. So, Marcus, Mm -hmm. thank you for sitting down with me today. Yeah, of course. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So... um, um, we were, I was hoping to record over at the Memphian room, Yeah, you know, as we talked about, um, but it's buzzing over there. Which, Busy. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Right now, uh, you know, it's holidays and Playhouse on the Square always does, uh, you know, shows that work during um, the holiday season for school matinees. Yeah. So right now at Playhouse on the Square, we're doing The Wizard of Oz and Across the Street at the Circuit Playhouse is Junie B's Essential Survival Guide to School. And that is a fun show, and tons of young kids are kind of all over the theater right now. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen some kids coming and going over here, uh, across, you know, in front of the cafe right here. Right. It's been kind of fun. Like, some of them are, like, not sure where to go, you know. Sure. I yeah. Oh, it's, it's a lot of hurting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A lot of hurting. A lot, yeah, a lot of hurting. Yeah. Uh, but it's so fun to see, you know, to see three shows going at the same time. Right. And and really that the the entire the, the theater and then across the street at Circuit, you know, it's just a lot of fun to see all the activity. Right. Especially from like, you know, Wednesday through the end of the weekend mm-hmm. to see kind of constant buzzing and activity. Sure. We're insane, Mark. Like yeah. it's crazy. We're and I know that you know, Mike, you know, Mike, our executive producer, he talks a lot about this as well, is that we are a unique regional theater because of the amount of shows we do and the fact that we're nuts enough to do them on top of each other like that. Like there's no other way to put it. I mean, uh-huh. we we do it because we can and we have an extremely talented um, staff artistically, administratively, logistically that make it happen, you uh-huh. know, and yeah. it's, it's totally a team effort. Um, to build three shows at the same time, to be rehearsing all these shows at the same time, to have enough support staff and tech teams to make them happen. It takes a lot of work and we couldn't do it without, you know, the dedication of our staff um, and board and everybody that, you know, does everything supportively uh, to make it work. Yeah. I, 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 you know, I, I come and go through the back and then I, I see what goes in the workshop and yeah. all that stuff. And you see, again, constant activity, mm-hmm. you know, with building sets and stuff like that. Right. Um, and, you know, all the lighting design, the sound design, all that coming out of the same same spot and then moving over to the circuit for, for those shows and all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's really fun to watch. Yeah. Um, and, you know, really still coming out of the COVID experience, sure. whatever you want to call it. Um, it's great to see so much activity. It's great to be back in this way, like at the capacity, you know, obviously there's still room for more. We need more people to come to the theater and fill up the seats, uh, more often, Uh all the time would be great, but certainly more often. Um, but it does feel great to be able to offer professional life theater again, um, especially to have kids back in the theater. I know that there is, you know, literally an entire, 
uh, cycle of middle schoolers mm -hmm. that missed it completely. You right. know, if you think about it, when they got to school, their sixth grade year or seventh grade year, they were in middle school and they missed all of that because they spent that time virtually hyper, you know, hybrid learning. And then that third year in and out of school because they're back in school, but there's still tons of, you know, positive tests every single day. And so yeah. you're in school, then you got to go home and. Um, so there, yeah, there's an entire cycle of young people that missed uh, coming here and doing other um, humanities and arts related activities that you normally get when you're in school for field trips and things like that. Yeah, you know, um, you know, I've talked to so many parents who, you know, talk about their experiences with their kids. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you forget sometimes that a child from age you know, five to seven, that's so much, that's such formative years. That's right. And for them to have been through this isolation mm -hmm. for that period, which is a big chunk of their lives all of a sudden, that's right. when you say two years out of, out of seven. Oh yeah. There's a huge difference between an eight year old and a five year old. Right. right. There's yeah. a lot of life that happens yeah. know, in those three years for sure. Right. Yeah. And then for them to finally get to see a live show. Right. You know, it's the and that's why it's really important. You know, we feel and I think a lot of people will agree. Oh, yeah. Uh, that bringing your kids to the art, you know, to all sorts of art, certainly bring them to live theater. We've got plenty of shows uh, live yeah, theater. Yeah. But, you know, also to make it back out to the zoo, get to the museums, you know, do the Children's Museum, like all of those things that we have, you know, that Memphis is great about. Yeah. Um, get them out there. Like, don't wait for the schools because they're still dealing with a lot, you know, trying to get kids caught up and stuff. But, you know, take that Saturday, take that Sunday, utilize the free days um, in the mm -hmm. Memphis and Mid-South area to do these type of tourism type things or learn yeah. uh, the museums. Like, use those opportunities and get, get your kids out there for sure because they need it. Oh, it's yeah. so important. Yeah. And speaking of kids, you know, you mm -hmm. mentioned um, Junie B's yes. show, Across the Street of Circuit, uh -huh. and of course, Wizard of Oz. Right. You know, um, and, you know, some kids, I'm sure, are still still get a bit frightened by what happens during the Wizard of Oz and all that. But, oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. But it's still, it's such a delightful show. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you got to go see it. Right, right. Um, so on the opposite side of the, the spectrum, kids <laughs> right. versus adults. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That third show. <laughs> yeah, adults need to be engaged too. <laughs> they do. They absolutely. Adults deserve. You know, adults' holidays matter too, right? Right. Uh, yeah. So Playhouse always um, gets to offer. We do three shows during the holidays. Two are family-oriented shows, uh, and then that third show is always uh, more of an adult-oriented show. We say. Uh, we say emphatically, leave your kids at home, get a babysitter, leave them with Nana and Papa T or whoever, you know, whatever uh -huh. their grandparents are called yeah. or aunts, uncles, yeah. um, older siblings. Like, don't bring them to this show. But <laughs> you, we have a show for the adults um, as well. And then, you know, there's a lot of folks who celebrate the holidays who don't have kids or don't have families, but enjoy that holiday experience as well. So we try to cater to them as too. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so you're director of community relations here at Playhouse. Mm -hmm. But now you get to be, for the first time, a 
director yeah, of the show. That's yeah. right. That's right. Yeah, it's yeah. my professional directing debut. I've done yeah. a lot of children's theater uh, and I directed uh, shows in the middle school setting okay. um, quite a bit in the last couple of years. But this is my first professional directing gig uh-huh. uh, for Who's Holiday at, yeah. in the Memphian Room at the Circuit Playhouse. Yeah. And for those not familiar with the Memphian Room, it's pretty intimate yeah, when it comes right. to putting on a show. Yes, yeah, we are yeah. seating uh, just a little over 80 uh-huh. um, folk in there. And it's a nice, you know, comfortable thing. If you're a two top, you know, you, a couple come in, you're going to be seated with someone else. There's going to be another couple with you. And um, it's been great to do that and then watch folks not know each other at all. And then by the end of our show, which is a lot of fun, you know, uh-huh. you've got people that I hope become like lifelong friends or new couples or, you know, new, new buddies to, to meet and talk to. Yeah. It's fun. So, um, before talking about the show, I want to, yeah. I want to uh, ask you about your, you know, directing debut and professional directing debut, as you said, mm-hmm. it's good that you got your feet wet with middle schoolers and whatnot. Sure. Because I'll just, I'll just say that for my, I was, I was in theater in yeah. college and, um, <clears throat> I directed one show. <laughs> okay. When you coming back, Red Rider, which was a cast of seven, I was terrified, mm-hmm. and it was, you know, for 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 me, it was an awful experience. Oh no! <laughs> oh, it was awful. Well, it, it that's a pretty intense show, right? And I had I had a cast member who burst into real live tears wow. during a rehearsal, and okay. I, I was like, oh my gosh! And I was twenty one years old or okay. something, you know. Sure. But so I was going to say, from your perspective, you know, you've you've gotten your feet wet, right? Um, what was it like? So let's talk about the cast member first, Courtney Oliver. Sure. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Our resident company member, Courtney, and like yeah. Renaissance woman, yeah. Courtney Oliver. Yeah. Yeah. I will say that you know, for me, the experience was daunting. Um, certainly in the beginning. Uh, I'm lucky, lucky in the fact that, you know, I, I work here for Playhouse on the Square. Yeah. Um, in addition to that, I've been a part of this family and the Memphis theater community for a very long time, my whole life. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so a lot of the folks that work here, I've been lifelong friends with, you know, you're talking 20 plus years or so, but there's still, these are professionals that are professionals in their line, right? Mm-hmm. So the set designers know more about sets than I ever will. The light designers know more about lights than I ever will. And so to be the leader of a production and have all these folk who I know are very talented, extremely skilled and have more information and have the words, um, they're all looking at me as the leader of this production, you know, yeah. to guide it. Um, so that was daunting, and I was slightly intimidated. But again, um, knowing that I had the support of you know, our team, uh, Mike uh, and Whitney Joe, our managing director, and you know just everyone, um, I got a lot of great mentorship from our associate director, uh, Dave Landis, uh, and then most importantly, our star, the star of our show, who's Holiday Courtney. Um, as I said, Courtney and I have been friends for over 20 years. She did the calligraphy for my wife and I's wedding invitations. Like, that's how oh, really? close we are. Nice. Right. Uh-huh. Uh, the fact that I had her stamp of approval. Um, she's you know, a very well-seasoned director and choreographer, in addition to being a great actor as well. So to have her say, yeah, I want Marcus to do this, and I trust him. Uh-huh. And that was really the thing that I needed to hear. And the, when I knew that she trusted me, and then I had the support of all those other folks I named, you know, it was great. And it made the process a lot easier Yeah, for my first time out. We should, we should backtrack and, and, and actually discuss 
what the show is oh, about. Oh, yeah, that might help, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, Whose Holiday is written by playwright uh, Matthew Lombardo. Uh, the play is basically, uh, we all remember Cindy Lou Who right. from um, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, the sweet little Cindy Lou in her pink pajama. Uh, in our production, Cindy is in her 40s. She has been married and now estranged or divorced, I guess, however you want to call it, from her husband, the Grinch. That's right. Yes. Uh, and she has gone to uh, jail for murder. She has now been paroled. Uh uh, and due to this life and situation that has happened to her, she also has an alcohol and drug problem. Oh, my. So And she lives in a trailer on top of Mount Crumpet. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, do not bring your kids <laughs> to this crazy show. I shouldn't show. be laughing at this <laughs> stuff. But no, it's, no, but that's it's, exactly what it is. Oh, and I forgot to tell you the part where the entire show is done in rhyme. Yes, I read about that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I was, I was pulling up some quotes from uh, from Broadway magazines and whatnot. Okay. You know, body. Uh huh. You know, lewd. Yes. <laughs> comically, com- a comical farce. Mm-hmm. You know, so on and so. I just uh, a no, a comical riot was the word. Actually. Okay, good. Yeah. yeah. We had a guest. Uh, we had a patron come through and see the show and said, "This is just wrong." <laughs> In all the right ways. Like, that's the comment. And I said, that's exactly what I wanted people to think. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, in acquiring um, the rights to do Who's Holiday, um, right. did you have any say in 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 the, 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 the choice of right, the show? Right, So I found the show. Okay. I'm very proud of that. Yeah. Uh-huh, yeah. Uh, it was, I was, you know how it is. Like you have trade magazines and emails and I get like a thousand emails from regional theaters all over the country and we try mm-hmm. to keep up with folks. I'm friends with a lot of their marketing departments and things. Yeah. Uh, so I got an email that talked about this show being done upstate, uh, up in um, Connecticut area, like somewhere in the Northeast. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was reading the synopsis about it. I knew nothing about the show. Show, but it sounded hilarious. And we were in the process of putting together season 54, uh, which is our current season now. And we were still looking for that third adult-oriented holiday show. Uh, I didn't know anything about the show except for the synopsis, but I took that, went to um, our EP, Mike Detroit, and said, hey, Mike, I really think this might be the show. I sent him the information that I had, and he said, yeah, this sounds good. So we got a perusal script, which is usually the next step yeah. in the process. They sent that to us. Uh, Mike, as soon as it came in, Mike gave it to me. I read it in 20 minutes, like just like that. Just Uh read it and walked right back to his office and said, this is it. You need to read it. Like stop everything that you're doing and read it right now. Uh He read it, took him like 30 minutes to read it. And we're confabbing. And I said, I know exactly who needs to do this. Mm -hmm. And he said, who? I said, Courtney. And he went, absolutely. So then, uh, we went from there to our associate director, uh, Dave Landis, and Dave agreed again completely. And all three of us went into Courtney's office and said, you're doing this play. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh-huh. So that's kind of how uh, my portion of the whole process there. And then from there, uh, Mike goes to the licensing company. This was through, um, I believe, Broadway Publishing is the name of the licensor that uh-huh. owns the um, owns the rights to, owns get the property, that, yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah. to get it produced. And then we, you know, purchased the rights to do the show. Yeah. And here we are. Yeah. So what was it like directing a close friend? It was great. Yeah. It was great. You know, uh, the... 
and I, I know I've referenced Dave a lot, Dave Landis, because uh, back in the day, Playhouse was known very much for doing, you know, the one person show was Santa Land Diaries. And yeah, uh, right, Dave right. Uh, Landis, uh, David Foster, the late great David Foster, uh, Jonathan Christian have all played Crumpet and have done Santa Land. And it's, you know, this one person show is, it's a big beast to take on no matter the writing or anything because you as an actor you're on stage by yourself like it's it, oh, yeah. it's you it's just your show yeah uh so it was great to work with courtney and the fact that again we didn't have to take the time to go through the trust process which you really no matter what as a director like no matter what type of show it is if it's a huge show small show you always you know it's a lot of like testing the water putting your toe in and out and yeah. you know your performers your designers directors everyone is testing you to see you know their comfortability with you and then you're trying to like gain trust uh, and that always takes time hopefully you want it to not take very much time in this process that took no time at all yeah. Right. So Courtney and I got to spend a lot of time even before the rehearsal process, just, you know, spending more time together, talking, discussing the show. Yeah. Uh, the show itself was written back in 2017. So there's a couple of jokes that now we would consider a little more, you know, inappropriate. Uh-huh. Uh, and so we had a good time to just talk through that and discuss it. And without doing anything that would jeopardize the um, original intent of the show or, right. you know, have the playwright come in with cease and desist letters or anything like that you know we were able to address those situations in a way that works for our audiences now um doesn't make us like woke or anything like that but just it makes sure that we don't get tied up in what was intended as a joke and now that's all you can think about and you're missing the comedy of the show so Mm -hmm. we were able to you know spend some time to work on that before we even got into the rehearsal process yeah you know as a as a uh, a theater patron, mm-hmm. you know, I think it's easy to forget sometimes that um, that the plays are the uh, they are um, how would you put it? Um, you cannot alter the the that's right. know, the, the the script. That's right. right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Um, and as you mentioned, you know, you would have to go back to the playwright or back to the publisher or whatever mm-hmm. to get rights to change anything. That's right. Yeah. And typically, Especially it's just if you're simply... Make, which you never yeah. should, to be right. quite honest. Yeah. Like, you should never do a play like, as a producing company. Uh, if it's, you know, if you've got to do a bunch of, like, heavy lifting to change it, then just find another script. You yeah. know, it's not right. that crucial to do. Uh, and then when we're again, at the stage of theater and performance and considering people, you know, our patrons health and well-being and mental state and all those things, uh, there are certain scripts that used to be a shoe in to say, yes, absolutely. That right. now you look at them with different, you know, eyes and go, this play has a lot of problems yeah. or, you know, or just concerns, uh, whose holiday is not like that. There were just, yeah. you know, a couple of words that we said, well, we can just not say that word, not change anything, just not say that word. Right. And it doesn't change the tenor of the show in any kind of way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Mike Detroit, you know, and, and when we when we spoke a few months ago, mm-hmm. you know, we were talking about Peter Pan. Yo, right. And exactly. I said, you know, we were talking about the fact that uh, it's, you know, the show this year is going to be Wizard of Oz versus mm-hmm. Peter Pan. We talked yeah. a little bit about Peter Pan and the fact that, you know, in today's framework, it's there's it's, a lot of cultural insensitivities. Yeah. That's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Right. We were given 
um, I wouldn't say carte blanche, but we were given some some space, like some slack, uh, to make adjustments and changes to the show um, in over the last couple of years. Right. But it really needed more, and um, you know, we did obviously make the attempt to suggest those changes, see if they would be willing mm-hmm. to allow us to make more changes to the show. And it just came to a point where the licensor said no. Yeah. And we said, okay, well then, we hope that you will hear us when we say, there are some things about this show now that really need to be addressed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when you address those, we'll be back. You know? Yeah. Because we love doing the show, and it's been... Um, a tradition, you know, here in Memphis for over 30 years, yeah. and it's sad to not do the show, but I think it's more important to consider, you know, all of the people. Again, it's our, our mission statement. We're supposed to tell the stories that represent the heart and the culture and the mind and soul of our entire Mid-South audience, mm-hmm. doing shows that is that are disrespectful to any of the people that live in our community is wrong, yeah. and that's just not something that we're willing to do. Yeah. Yeah, um, you would think, you know, or you would imagine, I guess, that the the publisher of uh, the original stage version of Peter Pan is probably, uh, I would hope, addressing some of these things. Or, we we really do hope so, yeah. right? Yeah, that's what yeah. we've been told, and that's what we've shared, you know, with our audiences. Because we do, we get plenty of emails that go, "Bring Peter Pan back," and it's like, I'm trying, <laughs> right? How about you direct this email to, and I'll straight up give yeah. them the publisher's, you know, address, not the email, because I don't want to bug them. It's like, but you can write them a letter. Mm-hmm. Old school, old fashioned letters still work, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's kind of what I'd be happy for it to happen sooner than later. Yeah. But what a great choice in Wizard of Oz. I mean, it's you know? so much fun, and there's yeah. so much magic, and there is that the uh, the nostalgia for an older generation that remember going to you know going to the Orpheum to see that show or other you know yeah. uh, big grand movie houses like that and uh, of course growing up you know in uh, my generation you know that Gen X Y Z all of those letters uh, <laughs> you know watching the show usually during the holidays that yeah. you know coming on on loop on TNT and TBS and all of that yep. and so it's great to have that type of show and what we've done with this production uh, which was the National Shakespeare's production is what we are kind of um, streaming steaming hours from right uh there's so much just there's flying everywhere and there's tons of magic and um beautiful beautiful scenes and of course there's the icon iconic um images of dorothy and her pals and all that and we have a live dog on stage and the music and the songs that's right i know um my wife and i were seriously had tears in our eyes i read that on your review (laughs) yeah i mean uh, it, there was just something so, uh, you know, um, the nostalgia just hits you like a, exactly. like a, you know, um, a, a just, a, just overwhelmingly mm-hmm. joyful, right? You know, and bringing my back, favorite moment yeah. is still is my favorite moment in the play is the same as it is in the movie. It's like when you go from Kansas to Oz and you go from this monochromic, you know, monochromatic look of everything, yeah. and then all of a sudden there's just color everywhere yeah it's just it is it's that moment i loved it in the movie i love it on stage too and on stage here playoffs that it's 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 pulled off so well mm-hmm. you know in the the costume design right you know, it's even in the costume design and the lighting of course and the set set design the set color i mean it's it's all there and it's just it it has the same effect right you know exactly yeah 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 
What's the state of theater going looking like right now? Last time Mike Detroit and I talked, he said, mm -hmm. you know, uh, audiences, it's, it's, they still hasn't quite bounced back yet. Right, right. You know, what are you seeing? Uh, a little bit of the same. You yeah. know, there's, I believe audiences are definitely a lot more comfortable coming in. Uh, we're not at the capacities that we're not even, we're closer to where we were pre-pandemic, mm -hmm. uh, but we're certainly not there yet and we're not where you know our goals would be, mm -hmm. be to exceed where we ended off you know so yeah uh, as far as like seating and things of that nature uh, seat capacity mm -hmm. um, but it's trending in the right direction right we don't mm -hmm. hear uh, from our patrons and people we check in with regularly that they're cautious or tentative about coming out anymore mm -hmm. which is really good and mm -hmm. that what that does for you know, us here at Playhouse on the Square, but then our theater community as a whole is to make sure that the productions that we are doing is gonna, you know, welcome folk back and make them excited and rem remind them why they missed it. You right, know, I think that's right. the big thing. That's what we did with this season, season 54 at Playhouse on the Square is that we picked shows that we were, you know, that we wanted our audiences to come in and sit down and go, oh my gosh, that's why I, that's why I like this. That's why I love doing this. I really did miss this, you know? Yeah. Uh, a lot of us did a lot of the um, digital theater uh, and that was fine for a time when we didn't have a choice but to do that or, or nothing at all. Uh, but it does not compare. You it, know? Yeah, it, it, it just doesn't. Yeah. And so we're glad to have folks back in the theater um, breathing the same air, as Mike likes to say, but more cautiously now. Right, <laughs> You're right. welcome to wear your mask. It yeah. does not hurt our feelings, and we won't let anybody hurt your feelings because you want to continue to wear your mask. We get it. Yeah. You know, I still put my, ma my mask on when I go to the grocery store. Uh -huh. Just, you know. Yeah. Uh, so... And I haven't gotten sick, so I'm just saying. But uh, <laughs> I mean, like anything, like cold or flu or whatever. Uh, but yeah, so we we're excited to be where we are, and we we're very optimistic about where things are headed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the the live the live experience again. There's there's nothing that that, that um, can replace that. Uh, and also, just you know, like sitting, you know, in. in uh, through Wizard of Oz to, to revisit that again, mm -hmm. it was you're completely immersed, right? And, exactly. You know, you're you 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 don't have a digital device in front of you. Mm -hmm. You know, you you don't have the you know TV remote control in your hand. Right. You know, it is two two and a half hours of just completely being immersed in this mm -hmm. environment, and it's mentally refreshing and mentally healthy right you know exactly yeah exactly there's so much that's just bogging us down as a society and as a world you know on every in every aspect yeah, right yeah. I mean, heaven help you if you have a kid right now like it's a lot to be a parent it's a lot to be just alive um so it's great again you know theater art is um a healing agent yeah. and um yeah. it's medicine for your soul and we really need it, even if it's just like you said, you know, um, two and a half hours of yeah. just to be able to come in, sit down in a comfortable chair, be in a comfortable climate with someone that you like or love, uh, surrounded by other people that are there for the same reason and just to, you know, we're not saying that we're gonna heal the problems, but we can at least heal you and give you maybe a different perspective on things, even just for a little bit of time. Yeah, yeah. So back to Who's Holiday for, for a second. And mm. I was, again, reading a little bit more about the show. Yeah. 
Um, there's an interactive component to it. Oh yes, absolutely. <laughs> it's the it's the best part about doing shows in the Memphian is that you can't help but acknowledge that you have an audience, right? You're and on, that there's people there on top with of you. It, yeah. They're literally on top yeah. of her. So yeah, there's uh, there's some, don't want to give things away, but there, you know, is a possibility of some libations being shared with the audience. Uh, there's some <laughs> possibility of some food stuff being shared with the audience and a couple of jokes at, you know, maybe a couple, a, a few patrons expense. All in good fun, all uh -huh. in good jest, but yeah, it's 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 a hoot. <laughs> <laughs> who yeah. is a hoot yeah who is a hoot yeah. oh yeah I, I i look forward to seeing it um so um your your job is director of community relations mm -hmm. um you're out in the community i mean you go i mean i see you with right. you know various events social events yeah. and networking events and all that um it must be great to be back out in that community as well. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's it's so nice and again refreshing yeah. uh, to be with all of our my friends and our colleagues across the city and uh, you know with Memphis with Playhouse being a regional theater too. I also get the opportunity to spend some time in Arkansas and uh, Mississippi as well. Mm -hmm. I haven't gotten up to the to the Boot Hill yet in Missouri, but that's next, and we're gonna head our way up there too and spend some time there. Uh -huh. uh, but yeah, it's great to be back out and again to see our friends and go back to doing what my job entails which is you know i always say that i'm just i'm the i'm the door opener right uh -huh. i want to find where our community partners business organizations and other nonprofits what it is that what's what works within their mission statements mm -hmm. and how we can be a service to them to help them fulfill their missions and in turn um, help them fill ours. So it's good to be back out there again and see folks and uh, talk about what we're doing and letting people know that we're back open and that we're doing, we're doing the thing. We're doing uh, the thing. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. it's, yeah, it's been a lot of fun uh, yeah. to get back out there. So um, last word, um, what are some of the shows you're looking forward to coming up in late winter, spring, and all that? Yes. Uh, the first show out the gate uh, on the second half of our season is a world premiere. It's called If Pekin is a Duck, Why Am I in Chicago? Yeah. It's a very fun title, and you really have to see the show to kind of get why that is. But it is essentially, it'll be at TheaterWorks at the Square, um, our smaller uh, black box uh, theater space. The great Tony Horn is, Antonio Horn is our director. Uh, he's also my godfather. It's a long story. We don't have time for it, but I love him to death. And I'm uh -huh. excited. It's my first time being directed by him as well. Oh, so um, it's going to be a great show. Yeah, I'm in this show, uh -huh. by the way. Uh -huh. So I'm really excited for that one. It's a... Uh, it's giving a history, I don't want to say lesson because I don't want folks to think they'll be bored because you'll certainly get a lot of information, but it focuses in on um, the vaudeville era, era of theater and uh, the fact that there were, too many people don't know, I know I didn't until I started working on this show, that there were black-owned vaudeville theater houses all across the country. And uh, oh, yeah. one of the most famous uh, spots was called the Pekin Theater in Chicago, Illinois, uh -huh. on the south side of Chicago. So this play is based there, uh, and it's just, it's really, really nice and fun and kind of gives you uh, some 
a glimpse back in a in a bygone era. Yeah. And it's it's a beautiful story that tells about the black experience in a way that isn't traumatizing. And uh-huh. that's really what we're most excited about for yeah. sharing that. Yeah. Then across the street we'll be doing the Scottsboro Boys, which is a Candor and Ebb musical. Yes, there is a message there. Yes, there is some political stuff to it. Uh, there's some social stuff to it, but it is just a fabulous show. And you are talking about 12 of the most talented, hard-working African-American male dancers you will ever see in your life. I mean, they are so good. Yeah. And there's a lot of familiar faces that you know Memphis theater patrons are going to recognize and see. Uh, but I'm talking these guys are kicking butt already. And they just started rehearsing. This is our first week of rehearsal uh-huh. right now. Yeah. They're already kicking butt. So you definitely want to come and see that. Uh-huh. Uh, Natasha Pierre and the Great Comet of 1812, which was one of the biggest shows on Broadway uh, right before Broadway shut down. Uh, Josh Groban was in the original cast on, in New York. Uh, mm-hmm. We'll be doing that. Dave Landis will be directing that show. So that'll be in our spring slot. Uh-huh. Uh, we've got a really cute uh, show called Freckle Face Strawberry, the musical. That was written, the book was written by Julianne Moore, the actress. Oh, uh, so wow. that'll be a family show that mm-hmm. we'll be offering for school matinees in the spring, but also there'll be family productions mm-hmm. for that. And then we'll close the season with Jersey Boys. Right. Yes. Yes. And then in between, somewhere in there, there's a show called Ink. That's right. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Right. Yes. I guess you would be interested in that one, right? Oh. Yes. <laughs> yes. I'm interested. Yes. 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 <laughs> About Rupert Murdoch and uh, when journalism started becoming the bad guy. Yeah. And who's who's the real bad guy with that? Yeah. yeah. And it's a very interesting show. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. 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 And Warner Crocker, who was our director for Junk, uh, back oh gosh in 2018 and he also came back and was our director for the last Peter Pan that was done uh, he'll be back he's from Chicago as well and he'll be back to direct that show oh very good yeah so um, um, do you see yourself directing again I would love to do it yeah I would love to do it yeah it's been as I said it's been a great experience I've re- truly enjoyed it and yeah this it, the challenges will be different and it'll be exciting to see mm-hmm. but you know I'm not begging I'll just sit here and wait and we'll see what happens yeah <laughs> all right all right well Marcus Cox thank you so much for sitting down today and um I'm looking forward to the rest of the season and looking forward to next season. And yeah, thank you so much for sitting down. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thanks. All of Playhouse's holiday shows run through December 22nd. That's the Thursday before the Christmas weekend. And for tickets and more information, you can visit playhouseonthesquare.org. You've been listening to Storyboard 30 from FM 89.3 WYPL. Thanks to our media partner, Playhouse on the Square, and our sponsors at the Memphis Library Foundation. And as always, thanks to WYPL producer Vance Durbin, and to you listeners and supporters of the library and FM 89.3. This has been your host, Mark Fleischer, inviting you to join us next time on Storyboard 30 for more conversation with Memphians who make our lives here in the Bluff City just a little bit better. Memphis, make it a great week. Memphis.